Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Youth Out Sports Podcast. No changes in the lineup today. I've got the usual cohort, Lucas, Jared, Aiden, Wyatt, and yours truly. Today, we're going to be talking about exclusively college football. Let's dive right in. First, let's just get some headlines out of the way that we won't be diving into deeper. Uh, something that most people almost definitely saw, Ohio State's a big name. There was a funny storyline there. A player of theirs, Kavon Pope, literally quit at halftime. He just left. And then right after he left, he tweeted F Ohio State, which he then <laughs> ended up deleting. And then Ohio State did a funny thing where they were like, no, you're not quitting. We're suspending you. <laughs> <laughs> but he obviously did it first. So that was weird. I the, think funny part, was, the funny part was he, he spelled it. When yeah, he said F Ohio State is F-U-C-C, deleted that tweet, and then said good luck to my teammates, spelled L-U-C-C. Like, that's that Ohio State yeah, education there, see. Wyatt. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're to play, play football, not school. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. There is no education. It's just football. There's <laughs> X's and O's. That was, that was in Ohio State, Carterell Jones, right? Who's that? I didn't come here to play yeah. school. Yep, yep. Uh, Carterell. Oh, we um, moving on, uh, another funny <laughs> thing, but sad for me. Uh, FCS 30-plus point favorites had been on a 120-game win streak. Minnesota was favored by 31 and a half points to Bowling Green, and they lost. So that was really sad. And the whole row the boat thing uh, that PJ Fleck is going on is probably dead after the season. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he's probably yeah. Dead. But they that was they looked good in the first game too against Ohio right. State. But right. uh-huh. maybe Ohio State's just not that good. Sorry, what? Especially now that Kevon Pope is gone. You know. I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're hurting uh, and then there's another really weird headline. A Georgia Southern player was on top of his team bus. The bus was moving. He caught a beer can that a fan threw to him, and then he just topped it off. He just finished it while the bus was moving. All this was on video, and then obviously he got suspended indefinitely after that got released. I don't know. He was, was of drinking. legal drinking age, though. He was a senior. <laughs> yeah, he's a senior. So that's fine. How fast is the bus going? <laughs> I don't think it was super fast. It wasn't going that fast. I saw the video, but it's still just was it to, was it to celebrate their loss to Louisiana Lafayette? <laughs> it would have been something if they like you know beat someone. You know, then it could have been a yeah. fun cool moment. But, but that, yeah. then there probably would have yeah. been more people on the bus than just him. It's probably true. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea too that the bus might have been going like fifty miles an hour, and someone just chucks it at the bus and grabs, <laughs> smash, and puts it back. But... A remarkable throw. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the one, the one like serious, quote unquote, serious headline today, which we'll be talking about a little bit more later, is Brian Kelly finally passed Newt Rockney for the winningest Notre Dame head coach of all time. He got his 106th win against Wisconsin. So, congratulations, Brian. We know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll hear he from said him later the show. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate his honesty when they asked him, like, what does this mean to you? And he's like, it means I'm the winningest coach at Notre Dame to never win a national championship. And I'm like, yeah. you know, yeah. remarkably he candid, knows Brian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so one thing that we wanted to do this week, just because we're kind of into the, uh, the, the, well, the Notre Dame season, too. We're kind of into college football. <laughs> We've all made some predictions over the past few episodes, some of them better than others. So we wanted to highlight the good ones. <laughs> While they're still right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's just go through everybody's. All of us have at least one, which is something. Aiden, I want to start with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, did, you mentioned that this year Boston College was your team to look out for that was going to have a big jump up. And they have, even though Yukovich got hurt, they are undefeated so far. 
So yeah, they are, aren't they playing Clemson this week? So uh, yeah, we're not right. gonna circle back to this next week. We won't. We're just gonna forget it happened. <laughs> well, I mean, so, uh, they probably have a good really yeah, bad. Yeah. That would be, yeah. oh, be Clemson is anyway. Clemson would be two and three in their first five games that they lost this weekend, which would be and still have an eight uh, percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, now. exactly. More than yeah. ten. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, why it's Boston College too? It's a big True. Thing. Yeah, True. big Boston College guy. Hey. Yeah, blue collar. Blue collar. Blue collar is like the most expensive school in the country. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, I, this is tangentially related, but I saw a tweet the other day that's like teams from cold places have good defenses and teams from hot places have good offenses, and I can't explain why that's true. But it kind of that's probably not mind, true. Makes it, <clears throat> I know, but it feels true. <laughs> it makes me think. Well, I mean, it kind of is intuitive, like I yeah, I don't know. Kind of like because, I don't know. hitting people more and not being hit when you're in the cold and then vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Georgia has a well, good defense and they have the second best defense in the nation. It's hot there. Yeah, but I don't like if I think Georgia, I don't think good defense. Really? I think good what? offense. What? Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've dug myself too deep at this point. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I'll move on. I mean, yeah, you mean the offense Wait. has scored zero points against Clemson or three points against Clemson? Nah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was tangentially related because Boston College blue collar defense. We can move on. I'm sorry, that did not need to be said. All right, Bart. Moving on. Aiden had another good one as well. So that Virginia Tech will take a step back this year, and they have already lost. They took an L with West Virginia. Yeah. They're not looking great. Uh, I don't to, know. To be fair, though, I could have said it about pretty much any team in the ACC. <laughs> yeah. Year, so, you know. <laughs> Virginia mm-hmm. Tech's doing okay co- comparatively. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Lesson learned every year is just to say yeah. Clemson will take a step back yeah. and then sometimes you'll be right. Well, yeah. <laughs> like a genius. <laughs> oh, speaking of, that's what Lucas did. <laughs> that was honestly not intentional. Yeah, Lucas, you said Clemson would take a step back. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're ranked 25th now. They're could very well fall out of rankings entirely, which would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, so, they shouldn't be in the Should not be ranked at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talked about this. Preseason polls are silly for the season. Um, and then also, Lucas, you said that Iowa and Wake Forest would be sneaky good this year. And they have been. Iowa especially. Mm-hmm. So, nice. Yeah. Both undefeated. Yeah. Jared, staying in Iowa State... You said that they would be, or in Iowa, you said that Iowa State would be massively overrated, and they're two and two. They were ranked at one point; they're not ranked at all anymore. So, nice. Yeah, I told, I, I said they were going to take a big leap back, backward, and <clears throat> I finally was right about something in college football. Haven't been right about much yet, but. <laughs> so they we'll lost. To, they lost to Iowa, and then they lost again the next week. Is that right? Yeah, they lost to. This week. This, yeah. They lost to. Let me Stop paying attention. They lost to Baylor. Yeah. There you go. Thirty-one twenty-nine. There you go. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll do mine. I mentioned that Maryland was going to be sneaky good this year. I do remember people pointing at me and laughing mm-hmm. when I said that, and they're undefeated right now. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take it back. I'll take it back. <laughs> I, yeah. I'll no, take it back I, I really well. don't think Shout I was basing that on anything real. It's locked. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, a more general one, Wyatt, you said that there'd be a lot more parity in college football this year, and that was dead on. That was dead on. Boom. Yeah. Dude, Boom. This year has been a very interesting year. So, okay. 
Round of applause to everybody. Let's move on. Our actual first discussion. Obviously, where Notre Dame stands. Notre Dame had a great win against Wisconsin this past week after having some very unconvincing wins previously. They won 41-13, but it was like 10-13 to at one point in the fourth quarter. So kind of a crazy uh, final line. Jared, I want to start with you. Did this win, this quote-unquote convincing win, change your expectations at all for the season? And looking forward to the Cincinnati matchup this week, how do you think that's going to go? Yeah, I'm slightly more bullish on Notre Dame than I was. Probably not as high as I was preseason, but definitely <clears> higher <throat> than I was after Toledo. That's for sure. Like like you said, we were down 13-10 to 10 at the beginning of the fourth before Chris Tyree took the kickoff to the house. And you can only really be so high on a team that gave up six sacks in a game. PFF said eight sacks. I'm not sure where they got that number from, but anyway... Uh, if, if we did have eight sacks, it was the most allowed in a game since 2018 semifinal against Clemson, if that tells you anything. We're averaging 5.25 sacks allowed per game, which is third worst in the nation. So that tells you how far like our offensive line has really faltered. And then also, according to P- PFF, uh, Cincinnati entering last week was tied for PFF's highest graded pass rush. So that's going to really be the matchup to watch. And I think that's going to be the main phase of the game that's going to determine how this week plays out at the quarterback position. Last I checked, Brian Kelly said that if Jack Cohn is healthy, he's going to be the starter and implied that like Buckner will also get some snaps. But then if Cohn isn't healthy, Drew Pine would start, which I thought was interesting. I like what Pine brings in terms of mobility. Like I think that's kind of what we need at the quarterback position right now. If the O line is, is going to falter and Brian Kelly said this, it's, the first thing is getting the ball out on time. If Jack Cohn can do that and our wide receivers, who are really good this year, by the way, are, are open and Cohn can get that first read, then we're in business. But if not, we need mobility, and that's not really Cohn's strength. So I definitely won't be su- surprised if we see a lot of Buckner in this next game, to be honest. And um, it's concerning, like I said, that our wide receiver <clears throat> core took a really big step, especially in our vertical passing game, where last year – I felt like every game there were coverage sacks and like no receivers were open. That's definitely not the case this year with Kevin Austin and Lindsey have been really good and Cone's just missing them, to be honest. Like we have them beat. The wide receivers have them beat on a lot of plays and um, Cone just misses. So that's that's uh, the concern on the offensive side. And an unsung hero I did want to shout out is Kyron Williams. I know he's, because of the O-line, is not having that great of a season. But in pass protection... He's doing fantastic. He's, like, picking up the linebackers, getting smashed but not getting knocked on his butt. Like, he's doing a really good job. Um, And then on the positives, though, our defense, you know, I think a lot of articles were saying we finally found our groove with Freeman's defense, like, switching from a – switching from, like, a really conservative Clark Lee defense to Marcus Freeman's defense. I think we started to to hit that stride. Maybe you can't take too much out of it because Graham Mertz – has not played well against ranked teams historically, but that's definitely um, really nice to see. Like Cam Hart, phenomenal last game. The one, the, the place I'm worried about is number six, Clarence Lewis. I think he, he was getting kind of torched, uh, and he got beat a fair amount of times in the Wisconsin game, but Mertz either just missed him or didn't see him. So those are the matchups I want to watch is whoever Clarence Lewis is on, number six, and what our O-line and Kyron Williams can do to keep Cone either on time or if we're bringing in Buckner mobility. I think those are kind of the keys to the game. Um, so that's where I'll start right there. 
Yeah, well, I think the Cone situation is, like, kind of the most frustrating to watch for me because, like, whenever he, like, he can't escape the pocket when it's collapsing on him. And whenever he, like, tries to step up in the pocket, he just, like, steps right into the pressure that's coming on. Like, he doesn't seem to have any yeah. sort of escapability. Like, he doesn't, because the O-line's so bad, like, everything's just collapsing on him at all times. And, like, obviously it's not an ideal situation, but, like, the offense just looked so much better when Pine came into the game. Like, he was hitting receivers. I, one thing I noticed, too, and I mentioned at the time, was that I think he just has a lot more zip on the ball than Cone does. Like, it seems to get to the receivers quicker. It seems to, I don't know, he seemed to be more accurate. I mean, it was a small sample size, but the offense, I think, just, like, flowed better when he was in the game. And I don't know. I, I've long been, I, I think, a Jack Cone doubter. But <laughs> it, it, I just think it's, like, not not a coincidence that he came out of the game, Pine came in, and the offense sort of started to pick it up a little bit and look better and like obviously there are huge issues with the offense like the only i mean it's the line but like they only rushed for six yards in the whole game and i mean a lot of that was due to losing 33 yards and sacks and stuff like that but still um yeah it's just like if that's gonna be how the line plays this year and you can only get it so much better which you might just have to accept like i don't think you can play with a guy who's just like not athletic and mobile like Cone. You have to play with somebody like Pine as the year goes forward. Um, and I think what Pine does nicely is he combines, I think, some of the throwing ability that Cone has with the athletic ability of Buckner. And he can kind of do what both guys do. Um, maybe not at, to as high a level as either guy can do him, but I think he combines the skill set nicely and would look good if he started as quarterback. Yes, I got a question. Do you guys think there's any chance we see all three quarterbacks at one point in this game? No. no? I mean, bar- barring injury. Yeah, barring injury, like everybody's healthy, and we see all that we see all three quarterbacks. Maybe if Cone looks, if he starts, looks awful, and Pine replaces him, and is also awful. But you know, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. That Buckner, yeah, like we'll we're probably just probably see him. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're almost guaranteed. It sounded like from what Brian Kelly said on Monday, we're almost guaranteed to see at least two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's is still smart. Unclear. I think it's smart, it, though, personally. Yeah. It's unclear whether Cohn is going to be healthy still, right? I haven't checked. On Monday, um, it looked like everything was fine, that he was on track, but I'm not sure. I don't think he had practiced yeah. yet. I know, I know some fans on the internet were definitely hoping he wouldn't count. Because Pine looked so good, like you were saying. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that Buckner is like so good, apparently, that they can rotate him in so willingly, but he's not good enough that he can just start. Like, yeah. They just mm-hmm. don't think he's a good enough passer, which is weird. Like You notice that they don't really run like you know normal like deep passes or anything like that with him it's just like Uh you know rpos or whatever and stuff like that which i think is strange do you think that was part of like the like i feel like coaches are kind of stubborn with their starting quarterback and so they picked jack cohen as that and so if you bring in buckner to like you know do the plays that he's been doing the running plays then it's like oh it's like a different thing you know it's like a Uh the rushing attack quarterback but if he started passing then it would be like oh wait like he's actually a threat to Jack Cohen. So, like, I, yeah, I wonder if that kind of factors into it. If Brian Kelly's just like, I, I picked Cohen, he's the experienced one, so we're going to stick with him. But, yeah. One, one um, bright spot, I think, for our offense is that Cincinnati's r- rushing defense isn't actually really that good. Pass defense, like I said, PFF graded them really high, highly. They're, like, the second lowest quarterback efficiency of teams that play them. 
So that's kind of concerning, but hopefully that maybe this is the game that Kyron Williams kind of breaks out and finds those holes this time. Or Buckner, right? So that's why I think it's really smart that Brian <clears throat> Kelly's willing to play Buckner a lot. Another matchup to watch, by the way. Cincinnati's red zone defense is the second best in the nation right now. Mm-hmm. So it's another thing to watch out. I think I think we're I think we're gonna win out those matchups, to be honest. And they're Cincinnati's gonna tumble down the rankings in that regard, but we'll see. I saw yeah. a stat I think that said that Notre Dame has had was it Notre Dame? I think it was Notre Dame that they've only been in the red zone nine times total this season, which was like way, 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 That's way down. Crazy. In the, yeah. Like in the rankings in the country. So it's like does that red zone ranking of Cincinnati's matter? <laughs> Since yeah. They, they, apparently there's a score about on, on deep shots. Kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, it's not like Cincinnati has played like the yeah, highest level of competition at this point. They played one like competent team in, in <laughs> Indiana, but you know, no offense to Miami of Ohio or Murray state, but it's like, it's a different beast to play like Notre Dame, even to play like, I don't know, UCF for like Temple or somebody else. It's like, a in man's game now. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. So, who think are we all going to be stands and say that Notre Dame? Will I'm win? never picking against Notre Dame, no. even when we played Clemson or Bama. I think I still picked mm. Notre Dame. I'm picking Notre Dame. I don't think you did. Did I? Did I not? I think, I think when we, yeah. I think yeah, when we did our like bowl game predictions last year, you picked Notre Dame to lose to Bama. Yeah, I'll have to look at it. But I'm definitely yeah. picking Notre Dame this game for sure. Yeah, I'm picking Notre Dame too. I feel like we finally have like a little bit of momentum, and they have to come to us. So, I'm picking us. Haven't haven't lost a home game since our junior year of college. Yeah, People forget the Georgia game. Mm. Yeah, that was basically a road game too, with how many Georgia fans were there. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just say this is like the perfect type of game that Notre Dame would lose to let people down after such a dominant win <laughs> last week. <laughs> it would just make a lot of sense. It, yeah, but, it would. But yeah. We'll see. If they win, they're very likely to make the playoffs. I know the Athletic has them listed as the fourth most likely to make the playoffs right now. Wow. So let's let's segue into that and see what people think are going to be the teams in the playoffs this year. Uh, let's just go through and, and you know fire off what your rankings, what you think the top four will be, and uh, whether or not you think those are also your best four teams in the country or not, because I know that might be a little bit weird. So let's start with you, Wyatt. Number one, Ohio State. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> number one is going to be an easy Alabama. They're the best team in the country. They are the they look like the best team in the country. Uh, the, you know they deserve the everything that they get for the number one ranking. Number two, I'm going to stick with Georgia. That that one's going to have to change. I think if after the Bama and Georgia play each other in the SEC championships. Uh, but I'm going to stick with him for right now. I think that because there's so much parity that if they both look so good, there's a chance that they can make it in. Number three, I'm going to go Oregon still. Oregon has deserved every opportunity that they've, uh, you know, they've capitalized off of every, every opportunity. They deserve everything that they've gotten so far. Um, their head coach is a great caller. He, he runs a good program. And, you know, defensively, I still think that they'll have the talent to win big games. And number four... Jared, you'll be shocked. I I am gonna give it to Notre Dame. I oh. think that I saw what I needed to see out of Notre Dame in Wisconsin. I agree with Bart that this next game is the, the exactly the type of game that they would lose. But I think that uh, if and when that they they beat Cincinnati, they're gonna be 
smooth sailing to the end of the ACC championship because I I don't even believe Clemson's going to be there in the ACC championship or they won a championship, but they'll be uh, smooth sailing all the way to the end of the season. And that would be my top four, Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, and Notre Dame, which is pretty much the top four right now, uh, minus Penn State. Okay. So you don't think any you don't think any Big Ten team is going to make it then? I think that this would be the year where a Big Ten team doesn't make it. Oh well. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Lucas. Um, mine's somewhat similar. I. I I have like two and a half of the same teams. Um, so, I mean, I think the, every single person here is going to say Alabama. Come on. Like, they're absolutely, they've been a, dominated everybody this season. They slipped up a little bit against Florida, but still comfortably won. They're the same dominant team they are every year. Easy first seed in. Second, uh, I'm going Oregon, too. I think there's a really high likelihood, too, that they went out. Um, their remaining schedule doesn't look too difficult. The Pac-12 in general has shown itself to be weak this year. And undefeated Oregon with a win over Ohio State, easily in the playoff as well. Uh, next, I'm going to pick Iowa. Uh, I think There's I think no Iowa's... chance that happens. I'm booking it right now. There's no chance okay, Iowa okay, wins okay. the Big Ten. I've, I've, I've been watching them. No, they have not been not. impressive. What they're going to do is they're going to beat Penn State when they play them, and then they're going to win the Big Ten, and then they're going to make the playoff. (laughs) Maybe this is me doubling down on my early season prediction, but who knows. Um, So I think Iowa is going to beat Penn State. They're going to win the Big Ten, and an undefeated Iowa Big Ten champion would make it in. Uh, And then last, I'm going to hedge my bets a little bit and say whoever wins the Notre Dame-Cincinnati game. So I think whoever wins that game Cincinnati. is going to be one of. I'm sorry, Cincinnati is not making it into the college That's football playoffs. No, they they will. I think they guaranteed will. I think they're undefeated this year. I don't think that they will. Yeah, I think everyone over Notre Dame. I think that that would be their quality win. They'd have a conference championship. Um, but I think whoever wins that game will absolutely go undefeated the rest of the year. They both have pretty easy schedules after that. Um, and so they make it in. I think first two out. I decided to include as well are Arkansas and Georgia. I just think them. And, like, the rest of the SEC is kind of going to cannibalize itself below Alabama, and they're not going to make it in. Because Alabama's going to win the SEC. One of them will have, like, one or two losses, and they won't quite make it in. And then the ACC or Big 12 doesn't have anyone else, you know, to, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, ACC for sure is out. Yeah, and Big 12, I think Oklahoma's going to lose eventually. And if they lose once, they're out of the playoff at this point, so... I'm sorry, this is a dumb question. Is Notre Dame still independent this year, or are they yes. part of the ACC again? They went back okay. to the ACC I was, this year. I'm sorry, I wasn't. Back to independent this year. Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Jared, how, what are you thinking? <laughs> All right, so I started off with my best teams and playoff prediction are different. Four best teams, obviously Bama won. Georgia, I definitely think, is the second best team in the nation right now. Third, Florida. Let's be honest. They played Alabama really well. I don't think it was a fluke. I think that Florida is just a really good, you know, SEC team. Fourth is the hard one. I'm going to go with Arkansas right now, to be honest. I think they have a really impressive win over Texas. Just obviously had another really impressive win over Texas A&M, who have a good defense, and they put up some points, you know. I know, like, Texas A&M's offense is not what it was at the start of the year due to their quarterback position. But I think the four best teams, to be honest, are all in the SEC, Bama, Georgia, Florida, and Arkansas. However, wow, that's so dumb. However, <laughs> this is my playoff prediction. For based off what we see now, Bama obviously is going to be in my, you know, one the one seed. 
I don't think anybody's predicting and going against that. Number two, Penn State. I've been impressed with them, even though they only put up 16 points against Wisconsin. I feel like they've gotten better. Uh, and I, I, at that, at what point, like, are they? I don't think they're that much like worse or better than Notre Dame, for example, uh, based on like looking at the Wisconsin game. I think Ohio State's just really. They're not the same team they were last year. For, um, and I think that's not going to really be a roadblock for Penn State nor Iowa. And, yeah, I, I can see a conceivable scenario where they go, they run the table and go undefeated. James Franklin's a pretty good coach, so that's my second seed. My third seed, everybody's forgetting about this team. They're not even ranked right now, is Texas. They're, think about it. Their only <laughs> loss is to a dominant Arkansas team right now. And that was before they started Casey Thompson, their current quarterback. In, in Texas's last 20 drives with Casey Thompson, they've scored 16 touchdowns. I don't know why Casey Thompson was not the starter to begin the season. I think the, I really think the sky is the limit for this team. Tom Herman really recruited some top-notch classes for Sarkeesian to come in and coach. They're going to have – so in this scenario, they win against Oklahoma, right? Maybe they win against an undefeated Oklahoma State or an undefeated Baylor, I think, is also undefeated, right? So is that right? I think that's right. Anyway, yep. Yep. so Texas' only loss would be to Arkansas, which is an SEC team, which the committee respects and everything. I think there's a, I think there's a good shot. I'm not even lying. I I, I kind of <laughs> like what I've seen. Then the fourth one is, I wanted to I wanted to kind of be shocking on this while like still being within the realm of possibility. I think it's going to be Oregon or UCLA. I really want to say UCLA, but Stanford kind of kept it close with them. They obviously you know Fresno State lost that game. But if they beat Oregon, they would have beat the third best team in the nation, right? Oregon probably won't fall that far after the loss. And then conceivably they're going to play again in the Pac-12 championship game. If they beat Oregon twice, that's a pretty tough resume to, to keep them out, I think. So I'm just going to say UCLA just just for the sake of keeping it inter- interesting. So the, 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 the I, playoff picture is Bama, Penn State, Texas, UCLA. I think that – Two things. One, there's no way a Pac-12 team is getting into the playoff unless they go undefeated. Just That's not true. This is so bad. Are you kidding yeah, me? The ACC, is. How the many, how many Pac-12 out? teams are are ranked right now? It's two. Just Oregon and UCLA. Is Arizona State no, no longer ranked? No, they lost. So. The the Pac-12 is really bad. Like like they lost <laughs> so to like a lot of. So is the Big Twelve. So, so is, is the, the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Texas is going to get it So the SEC, Big Ten, SEC and Big Ten, right? And then yeah. I, I'm I I think the ACC is already out to be honest. So then you have yeah. the Pac-12 is going to take that spot. Or at two SEC teams. No, yeah, but I I think mm-hmm. I didn't go into this, but I think there's just so many good teams uh, in the SEC that play each other. Like Georgia, Arkansas are playing each other. Yeah, game, right. That's why I, I think they're just going to cannibalize each yeah, other. Yeah, I think there's a point. good possibility that that happens. Also, did you body swap with Paul Feinbaum and say that the four best teams are like I'm just all watching. The SEC? I, I, I have eyes and I'm watching the games and I think the four best teams are all in the SEC. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Implying Lucas doesn't have eyes. Definitely the, the <laughs> three best Lucas, teams. To, anyway. <laughs> I, I am like very confident that Bama, Georgia, and Florida are the three best teams. I'm not sure about Arkansas, maybe, but yeah. Yeah. I almost picked Arkansas. I would love to see Arkansas. Yeah, yeah I'd be excited. Anyway, Aiden, what's your picks? Yeah, no, Jared, I, I agree with you, though. I, I think at least the top three are <laughs> SEC teams of, like, actual best teams and potentially the top four. I, like, I think 
all the other conferences have been disappointing. The Big Ten less so, but I'm pretty sure the Big Ten is going to collapse to some degree. Um, and yeah, so my my playoff picks are, yeah, Bama, going to go with the party line. Um, it's it's very possible that they get, you know, caught up in, especially after we saw Florida give them a, a pretty competitive game. They still have to play um, Arkansas, I think. Um, they've all missed this weekend. They have obviously the SEC Conference Championship. It's definitely possible that they have one or even two losses, but um, I think it's the safest bet for the for the first uh, slot is Bama. Um, for number two, I'm going with Oregon because I do think they're going to win out. I don't think that necessarily means they're the second best team in the country. They're probably top five, but um, I, I, it's hard to see them really mm-hmm. losing unless they really screw it up. Though they they yeah. totally could, but um, they they have it kind of made out for them. Um, three, I'm going Notre Dame because I yeah I do think they're gonna like given the current schedule. Um, I think it's very possible that as we've been saying, if they beat Cincy, there's not a lot left on that schedule, especially given that UNC has looked so bad. Um, USC has looked and so USC. bad. They and just lost to Oregon yeah, State. I know. So it's it's like who <laughs> at, at the beginning of the season, I think it seemed like the October was going to be pretty brutal. Um, <clears throat> And it's, I don't know, it seems at the moment that if they get past Cincy, Virginia Tech doesn't look that good, UNC doesn't look that good, uh, and whatnot. So I think Notre Dame could could get that three slot. Um, and then for the fourth, I am going Arkansas. I, you know, they've, in terms of teams having proven something so far, yeah, I think Texas is pretty good. I think they, they beat them easily. Um, the A&M game wasn't super close either. Um, they do have a super hard schedule coming up. And as we've talked about, it's very possible the SEC cannibalizes itself. But I, I really think I would book it that two SEC teams make it. Um, I think the the you know popular opinion is that they have the best teams at the moment. And so even a, a one loss or two loss SEC team, potentially someone's going to make it. Um, and I think Arkansas in terms of, you know, resume so far um, has it has it won. I think they're going to beat Georgia this weekend. I don't think they're going to beat oh. Bama at the end of the season. Um, but They are or you don't think they're going to? I don't think so. Okay. But um, I think that's that would probably be enough uh, for yeah, them that actually would be enough. to sneak in uh, to that last spot. So, yeah, those are my four. Strong endorse on them beating Georgia this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. very confident that happening as well. I'm, I'm very not, confident. I would pick Georgia. Wow. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely be picking Georgia this weekend. Do, do you want to book that? How good is Georgia if they only beat Clemson by three? And Clemson that's, is a bad team. No, Clemson, no, but Clemson's, defense, Clemson's defense is really good, though. They beat them by three. They're a bad team. I, Are you do all the other math outside of that. No, it is as simple as that. Clemson's defense is very good. Because the rationale then is that Notre Dame is not is not that much better than any of the other teams. They barely lost or barely beat. Right. No. Transitive yeah. property is oh. yeah. Oh. Cool. <laughs> I mean, also Notre Dame's that good team, even if they make the playoff. But yeah, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. Also, do you mean they might beat them by seven? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, they scored. The Clemson <laughs> scored three. It was ten to three. Yeah, yeah. By seven. Doesn't make so, a huge difference, but yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you can't score points if that defense is gonna. I don't know. That defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Clemson's offense yeah, is Clemson's historically is bad. <laughs> yeah, too, so I don't know. Yeah, but Vanderbilt's defense is good, and they shut them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clark Lee. Clark Lee <laughs> okay, well, so I wanted to get freaky with it, so I'm literally just going to say, say contrary to what Lucas was just saying. 
I feel like this is literally just based on Nick Saban and Alabama's dominance being mortal. I'm saying Georgia will end up winning the SEC championship and be the number one team. I just am not basing it on anything super concrete. I just really would like to see it happen, basically. (laughs) I don't think that they will lose to Arkansas. And then I think, I don't know. I feel like the really, like, the top talent in the SEC puts them in Alabama over the edge. And then I just think, like, when they play each other in the SEC championship, presumably it's... It's going to be closer than people seem to think, I feel like. So anyway, that's my one. Uh, Somebody was saying Penn State at two, and I agree with that. I think that they're going to beat Ohio State and Iowa. They're going to run the table. Hopefully, yeah, we'll see. Again, that could also be super off, and maybe Iowa's better than we realize. Um, But if they run the table, I think they're definitely a valid two seed in the committee's eyes. And then here's where it gets weird. I have Bama at three and Oregon at four. I think Oregon would technically make more sense as three, but I'd have no reason to put a Bama-Georgia one-to-four seed matchup again if they had just yeah, played exactly. in the SEC championship. Yeah. It wouldn't happen. So for that reason alone, Bama's three. But yeah, I think I think Oregon's going to run the table as well, and so it'd be hard to not put them in. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the one, the one interesting candidate is Ole Miss as a potential team that would be like a better candidate because um, I could see them only having one loss just losing to Bama and that's it Matt Coral is so good this year too yeah. so they're going to be a team to keep an eye on but yeah it's all kind of hinging on Ohio State not being good I'm banking on them losing like two or three important games this <laughs> so yeah uh, <laughs> come on if, if Ole Miss if Ole Miss beats Bama this weekend would this be probably the craziest college football season in our lifetime Potentially. No, 2007. The answer oh, is always true. 2007. Well, okay. <laughs> when, since since when I've been my... watching college football, I think this would be the most. You weren't watching in 2007. I was not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that but... would be that would be nuts, Jared. I don't even know what the committee would do at that point. I mean, that'd be coin flips. Does Ole Miss yeah. go to one at that point? Georgia probably goes. Bama goes to 13. Yeah, I've seen some some trendy picks picking Ole Miss to win that game. I don't think it'll actually happen, but we'll see. Who knows? It's we'll possible. See. Bama's defense isn't what it used to be. Is the one thing. Their offense is a lot better than it used to be, though. So that's that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. And they have like arguably the best country or the best quarterback in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something. But yeah, that'll do it for today. I hope you all enjoyed our college football predictions and uh, <laughs> potentially wrong uh, hindsight evaluations that we'll be doing in a few weeks' time. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Share with all your friends as always. Um, comment to let us know what you liked and didn't like. And we will see you in the next episode.